Well, hey, welcome back to the podcast. We can say welcome back because we've had one episode under our belt. This is the Men of Pod, I think is what we named it. Yep. Pretty, pretty sure last time we didn't even know what it was. And you're the Podfather. Pod the Podfather. Pod I don't know that I like that, but that's okay. I'll take it. Um, cool. Well, listen, I think the, the first podcast, in my estimation, went way better than I expected it to go. Smashingly. Smashing success, for sure. Uh, but it's been about a month since we've met together here in, in Hunter's house. Thank you for being so hospitable to us. Yep. Anything crazy happened this last month? Interesting. Okay, well, if you guys don't have anything, uh, I've actually had a really eventful month, uh, but it, it came in the last week. So I went, I went hiking. I like to go hiking. I enjoy the great outdoors. Went to Arkansas for a hiking trip. It was a long ways away. Awesome. Arkansas. Arkansas, right next to where they invented the toothbrush. You know why they call it the toothbrush? Because <laughs> they invented it in Texas. They had to call it the teeth brush. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <coughs> Apologies to our Arkansas friends out there. So I went to... The toothbrush, because they only have one tooth. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. I went to Seriously, Eagle Rock that Loop. Funny. Eagle Rock Loop is uh, in the Wachita National Forest there in Arkansas, and it's a 26-mile loop. Didn't do 26 miles. Did about two and a half, but that was the plan. Uh, hiked into this beautiful, picturesque little uh, little place right on the, the bank of the Little Missouri River. Did some fishing, cooked out on the fire, slept under the stars. Actually, I slept under a tarp, but the stars were up there um, and uh, just kicked it, man. Just had, had a good time. It was really, really fun. You guys be interested in doing something like that? Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. Is that a sarcastic, yeah? What you guys don't know about Randy is that sometimes he's sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) Sarcasm is actually my first language. Um, So, yeah, it's it's one of those things, just like everything in my life, it sounds great sitting here, but, you know, and I would say yes, and then once it comes time to do it, I really wouldn't want to be... (laughs) to do it actually so i try so, to find a way out of it yeah. um, but uh the idea sounds amazing what is incredible though is in within three or four hours of this town is yep. really incredible places even in texas yep. like you don't have to go all the way to arkansas to, to have really incredible like hikes or experience yep. experiences like i think that is something if we wanted to do it is not unreasonable so we did hike guadalupe yeah uh what, what when was that like February, February, February. March. Nice so and chilly. It, it was really cold that night, um, so we, you know, just stayed one night and hiked it, and that was a good time. It yeah. was well, mo- uh, most of us hiked it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of said that. You liked it, and it was fun, man. It was if you go halfway up and halfway down, that's one time. <laughs> that's <laughs> one hole. Yeah, but I went a quarter, <laughs> not even a half. <laughs> it's challenging, man. There's it's something hard. about being out in nature, though. I mean, yeah. God's creation and just connecting with that, and it's it's. A great experience. But yeah. And honestly. unplugging from technology and communication yeah. and just, like, having a minute where you can think. Like, I think we need that. Yeah. So I no, yeah, so it was it was complete remote wilderness. Like, there was no phone service. We turned in on the park road, and from that point on, I think I got there Thursday, Friday, and then we got out about lunch on Saturday. There was no service, no anything. It was just literally just kind of hanging out. And, and Josh, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, Texas – you're gonna find you're gonna be hard pressed to find someone who loves Texas as much as I do. The beauty of of going out of state here in state, one of the best state park systems in the United States. But there's a lot of regulations. 
So, like, I'm a hammock sleeper. I like to sleep uh, in a hammock, be gently rocked by the <laughs> evening breeze as I'm trying to fall asleep. You can't do that in Texas. They have, like, no hammock laws on, on their trees. They don't want you to destroy it. Um, and then also no open fires here. But there, it was like, hey, let's cut down a tree. Just one. We just did one. It's fine. And lighted a blaze. And so it was good. It was is a it fun like time. A fa- is it like a fat joke that Texas is playing on us for no hammocks? Like, are they, they just think we're too big and can't I guess so. hang o- on trees? Obese Texans. I think what happens is the hammock straps disturb the bark oh, yeah. and will potentially debark the trees for future generations. They don't allow dogs in the parks either. <laughs> it's a bark-free zone, baby. <laughs> cool, we did that. And then um, we went to Great Wolf Lodge. My oldest daughter turned nine, and we've been trying to get her out that way for, um, for the last couple of years. Just hasn't worked out. Timing hasn't lined up. So we thought since the timing hasn't lined up, we're going to just take her out of school for a couple of days. <laughs> Perfect. You guys look down on me for that. I'm a bad parent. But no, not at what, all. Didn't Absolutely you say not. it was like hardly anybody there? Oh, it was amazing. So I'm, I'm all Perfect for time that. To go. It was amazing. It was like you know, we walked up, literally walked up the stairs, got on the, the tube, did the tube ride, came back down, did it over and over again, uh, probably about 10 or 12 times. And there were 117 <laughs> stairs. I counted them. <laughs> so definitely got my steps in. And it's all indoors, right? All yeah. indoors, yeah. Nice. All indoors, almost like a sauna filled with kids and Whatever, chlorine. you know. Excuse me? Chlorine. Chlorine, musk yeah. Of you go chlorine. in and it takes your breath away. You're like, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. They have a cool wave pool. I'm swimming and, you know, probably 30 or 40 kids, and I'm, I'm swimming. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. Like, this is so cool. Tons of space, and I jump in and, like, do a little dive and swim like a little fish. And then I, I get up out of the water, and I'm like, basically a big toilet because the only people <laughs> in here are kids, you know, and so – Whatever. Went back to swimming. It was fine. <laughs> but going back to Hunter, you've never been to a water park or anything. You've never been to the Great Wolf Lodge? No. Do you want to go? I mean, yeah, so sure. I, I, I've been, Are you inviting I, him? No, no. I, I have been to a Slitter Barn. Okay. I don't really can. That's not like a Fiesta Texas or like Yeah. A, it's not roller coasters. I mean, no. there are some, but like you're kind of saying – like yeah, the like the Six Flags with the with the crazy roller coaster. So you've never been on the you. Texas Giant? No, negative. No. Or the Shockwave. I got sick on the Pharaoh at the Carnival in Snyder. <laughs> I mean, do you think I can make it on a ride like that? Do you get nauseous watching the Carnival rides? No. Shoot. I did well, this last I year. I did this year yeah, too. I'm when I old. smell the Carnival rides, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a pleasant smell. <laughs> Yeah, just probably throw up from different counties on those rides. <laughs> so never at Six Flags. Never to Six Flags. No, I've about? seen it. You know, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Hey, there's a start. Okay, that's good. You know, I feel like that should be something that we do. Yeah, I think it'd be great. I, I think we should document you going to Six Flags. We can do a podcast vlog, a yes. video. Of me blowing chunks <laughs> on my first ride. We I don't wear, know that I can handle it at this age. When I was younger, yeah. when I was a young man, I went to Six Flags quite a few times. But <laughs> I think now, I think now I'd be at a bind pretty. I can't even spin in an office chair anymore. I can't spin like it. it I get <laughs> why nauseous, that? What, and it's embarrassing. Why? Why? Why, why, do, why does that happen to us? I don't, I don't know. know. Get old, I feel man. like I feel like now my oldest is an adventure seeker like she, she wants she's all about the thrill and so we went to six flags i guess probably when she was six or seven and she's riding these roller coasters we rode the shockwave and is over there literally halfway through the ride passed out 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a terrible father. And we get at the end, and she's like, I want to do it again. <laughs> so I feel compelled to ride with her because I don't, you know, I just want to be there for her, you know, make memories. But the minute she asked me to ride the Texas Giant, I'm out, I'm dipping, find somebody else that to step in for. Count me out on that ride. <laughs> no, we want to count you in. Maybe. Let's do it. We'll go one for one. That's what I'll start with. You don't want to start, you don't you start, start with, with the, the Judge Roy. It's the roughest one there is. Yeah. Start with Judge Roy's cream. Since that lady, yeah. that but, but since that lady died on it, it's better. You didn't know that? Lady no. died on it, yeah. They redid the tracks, made them all metal. So, oh. Yeah. yeah. Then well, it's, it's, it's probably, probably a totally different experience yeah. then. You'll love it. I think you'll love it. cells there? <laughs> I'd prefer one of those. They have a big one. It may be too big for you, though. I don't know. Uh, too too <laughs> too thrilling. We're riding the Titan, and he's over there doing the little <laughs> horse carousel. <laughs> uh, we could strap you. I think they have seat belts. Yeah. Anybody else have anything interesting happen? Any any? It's not super interesting, but we just kind of came off a sports season, so we had kids playing soccer and football and cross country, and that all just ended. So we actually are kind of in a season where it's a little more chill. And so that's not exciting to anybody else, but to my wife and, and to me, it's incredibly awesome. So going to kind of breathe for a second. And we got a lot of plans for like Thanksgiving and December and um, Christmas and all that. So we're looking forward to that. I got a lot of vacation I got to take, which is a blessing. So deer season starts Saturday. Nice. Should be good. Our October was nuts. We had something every single weekend. I had most of it was my stuff. I had golf tournaments every weekend, and Lauren went on vacation. So I mean, it was fun stuff, but it was always you could October was great. We spent the whole month separate from each other. I did things I loved. She did things she loved. We'll, we'll touch base next month. It never yeah. got along better. <laughs> I was one for two on those tournaments. I won one, lost two. So it's yeah. This month's gonna be a lot more calm, and we'll be home on the weekends and relax a little bit so good deal randy anything for you man i can't i'm drawing a blank uh i, I remember going to work coming home <laughs> eating dinner smoking a cigar going to bed and then i did that like for 31 days That's about all you're on a streak dude <laughs> exactly <laughs> no i don't i cannot think of anything exciting that happened just living life no living life is good sometimes it's good to be in those seasons of regularity you know what i mean like it's good to just cruise for a minute and not have to think or go anywhere or do anything i hope my wife doesn't listen to this because she's probably going to say hey we had this amazing thing happen <laughs> in october and you forgot about it but i don't know what that is right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> we'll see she's got you did forget it. about it <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I hear she's one of our biggest fans and laughs a ton so. she yeah. is a huge laugher top on the, promoter on the, of the inside podcast. you know it's what it's what's inside that counts it's what they say what every everybody who's ever seen my face has told me that's what's on the inside that counts you got a face for radio man yeah yeah yeah. it's great that's what my wife said yeah cool well i'm i for one i'm glad to be back for round two i think round one was fun a lot of good content um have you guys heard any feedback from last show anybody listen to it there are people that listen to it i have a number and we're gonna try to guess it but have you guys heard any kind of any kind of feedback, any of your? We have somebody who just raved about it um, and sent all kinds of positive feedback. Uh, they live in Friendswood. Her name's Brittany. Uh, huge fan of the show. <laughs> sent nothing but positive feedback. So, Brittany, if you're listening to episode two, thank you so much. Like, we appreciate your support. 
How far reaching is our show that it goes I to know. friends with? I'm telling you, man, nice. the, those shares and those, you know, Facebook, it goes a long way. That's good. So, I heard feedback. Did you hear something? I mean, my wife listened to it and she she liked it. She laughed. She thought it was intriguing and, you know, a good listen. So a good listen. I like that. There's that's, a plus. That's great. My wife laughed out loud a couple of times. Not at anything I said, but she laughed at you guys a lot. So that's, that's great. We were at work the other day at the church and um, uh, one of our coworkers had it in her ear pods while she was doing some things around the church and she laughed out loud. Yeah, we heard her laughing. It was awesome. That's great. I love it. She could have been listening to something else. but <laughs> Just lied to us. I think it for me. And then I heard a few specific comments about some things we talked about. Number one, field notes are great. No. Blackwing pencils are great. Josh and I got put in a uh, in a text thread. Did you see this message? You didn't respond. I didn't know if you just were Was out. it with, with Mike? <laughs> with Mike, yeah. Yeah, unacceptable. And he sent a picture of his uh, field notes notebook. I believe it was like letterpress edition. And his Blackwing oh pencil God. across it was, it was uh, volume 10. Um, just beautifully laid out you know and does it and feel good to know that you're not completely alone i mean i know there's probably you know you know there's other people out there but <laughs> to actually population. meet a couple of people does it make you feel better yeah yeah i'm hoping to do that with bigfoot too i mean <laughs> i believe in bigfoot i want someone he to, does to be he like, believes i don't i don't believe i don't not believe in bigfoot you know what i'm saying <laughs> which is the same thing have you ever not seen bigfoot <laughs> seen some photos <laughs> i don't understand I mean, the question have you ever not seen bigfoot <laughs> i don't understand the question <laughs> I don't know that I understand the question. <laughs> I was really encouraged by the field notes. I, I, matter of fact, we, we were at a play the other day, got in a conversation about uh, Blackwing pencils. Yep. Uh, with I was Wendy. there for that. That happened. Yeah, it was good. thought something he just made up for the podcast. It was Riveting, real. wasn't it? It, it was, was great. <laughs> yep. So um, currently I have a Blackwing 602 right now that I'm going to use in case I need to mark anything on our show notes. I appreciate the detail, man. We really yeah. were wondering. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> filled with it. Super interested. <laughs> filled with it. I did uh, also – while listening to myself, I don't listen to myself a whole lot, you know, uh, but on the podcast, I listen to myself and I realize why people, like when I go outside of Texas, they go, oh, you're from Texas, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, sounds like I'm from deep Alabama. <laughs> on the, <laughs> listening to myself. <laughs> Super hick. I don't, yeah, I need to work on that. Sorry to all of our deep Alabama friends. <laughs> yeah, Super hick is not a bad thing. Two, it, it, it's a unique voice. Uh, so you didn't hear any comments any feedback about thousand island and crackers <laughs> nothing because i didn't no. hear anything about that don't knock it till you try i assume uh, nobody tried say. it because why would you stop it's good <laughs> next time i visit the nursing home i'll have to ask for a pack of <laughs> thousand island dressing yeah. they'll have it uh, yeah <laughs> they'll have i know teams for sure they yeah. will cool uh so how many people do you think listen to our podcast how many downloads do you think we have this uh, and to anybody who's ever listened out there in just listener land, you're probably going to hear this and think, "Oh, poor guys." But like, I'm I'm pumped. I think it, it's good. So I saw the number earlier, so I'm not going to guess, but it was wildly more than I anticipated. So don't guess super high because yeah. if it's, I'm gonna it's say just way lot, over. It's way more than I'm going to say 21. What, what's your guess, Hunter? 72. Ah, it's dip. somewhere in between. There is 48. Are you serious? Nice. 48. 48 listeners. Cool. That's more friends than I had in high school. <laughs> Population of Ira. <laughs> That's crazy. Can you believe it? I've made yeah, it. I feel like I've made it. It's seriously way more than I expected. Yeah. And there was a few like people who like commented like on a story or something on Facebook that I would have never expected um, to hear it, which I think is really yeah. cool and fun. Cool. That's fun. It's good for you. Nice. Glad you're here. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's good. Thank you for listening. There's no doubt Josh being the podfather, he's gifted and he's he's made for this. And yeah. so I'm just glad to to be a part and throw in a comment every once in a while. I appreciate that encouragement, but like we wouldn't have a podcast if we weren't the men of pod. Or maybe Absolutely. if it was just you, it'd be a thousand and forty eight. Incredibly boring. <laughs> Could you imagine what I would talk about? She's like, Hey guys, I got a pencil in the mail this week. And uh, it sharpens really nicely. But what's interesting is that you are interested in everything, which I think yeah. makes you a good host because yeah. you can you uh, you have a comment or an opinion or some knowledge about everything. Yeah. And that's interesting. I was thinking about this. Would you rather know a lot about a little or a little about a lot? Depends on if you want to make money with your life. I don't really care, so I would like to know a little about a lot. But I'm thinking like doctor, like you would want to know a lot about a little, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I know a doctor who's an optometrist. He probably wants to know a lot about eyes. You know what I mean? You guys are just looking at me. (laughs) We do. Yeah. I was I was expecting some affirmation, but you gave. I think I think I I don't know. Probably (laughs) probably probably a lot about a little is what I would choose. But I am impressed at Josh's curiosity. I wish I was more curious, I guess. I just feel like I have, I'm, like, tapped out on, like, capacity. Like, with five kids and with everything going on, like, I don't have the capacity to learn even a little bit about something else. But I wish I did and was more curious so I would learn more stuff and just maybe care about more things. Yeah, I was like, <clears throat> I like the little about a lot, right? So we're, we're sitting by the fire the other day and um, – some guys from, from my brother-in-law's church in the Metroplex and where um, one of them's like, yeah, I, li- I like trivia. I was like, oh, I like trivia. He's like, oh, I got you. Who did Josh Hamilton hit his four home runs against when he hit four home runs in one game? And I was like, the Baltimore Orioles? Like, I was at In-N-Out Burger when he hit his fourth home run. <laughs> the like, nice. like, if it's Texas Rangers trivia for real, like, that's no all that's got it. Well, we'll see. I'm looking forward to the season. It's going to be a good one. But as Randy says, it's football season. It is football season. Except for in November, the first part of November. It's it's the World Series, man. You got you got to tune so in. So you that. said we're gonna have a good no. year. You're talking about next next, next baseball season yeah. when we're in the World Series. Of Technically, this one hasn't ended yet, <laughs> so we'll have to save it for a future future year. Yeah. Do you baseball think the Astros is are just cheaters? so slow for Dude, me? Dude, you should have watched last night, bro. It was amazing. Yeah. You can't just, tell me you haven't watched one game. I have not watched one. I've watched more Mavericks basketball already oh than I have watched gosh. baseball this year. That's crazy. And honestly, the most baseball I watched is what I referenced last time is when they would – I'm watching the Tet game, and they would, like, stop the Tet game or put it on a little tiny screen, yeah. and they would bring in Aaron Judge, yeah. and then he would strike out, and then they would go back to the Tet <laughs> game and be like, darn. <laughs> and so that's the most baseball I've watched all season long. Did it interrupt if you watching you watch Tech lose? Dang it. Man. <laughs> This country runs through Texas Tech. <laughs> it doesn't anymore. That's, that's a bold statement. Fun fact, Randy was Sonny Cumbie for Halloween. Were you? <laughs> no. Yeah, you were wearing his jersey. That's, that's all I have, man. I just I felt bad. We were walking out. My wife was dressed up. Blake was dressed up. And I'm like, I just. You were Sonny. And, and then so you got a shout out at the Fall the Fest. Somebody thing. on a microphone yelled Sonny Cumbie. <laughs> somebody. <laughs> somebody. <laughs> yeah, not a mystery. So Good times. Funny. You and Sonny were very close growing up. Randy was the center. I was the Sonny center. Sonny Cumbie was, was the quarterback. Correct. And so seventh wrong. grade to 12th grade, good dude. Happy for him. Happy for his success. Yeah, man. You know, I, I saw something the other day, and you guys probably have seen this. Um, a player for Clemson, his his sister had cancer, and she passed away. Yeah. 
and so it was it was a, a long deal you know she went into remission once and then and then was diagnosed again and and um, passed away earlier this season and it was it lined up with with the week that Louisiana Tech played Clemson yep. and so Sonny Cumbie led his whole team the entire yep. team to write handwritten notes yes. to, um, to to that dude That's and amazing. his family yep. uh, and I thought that was really really cool really Agreed. cool Okay, so Halloween was this last weekend. Uh, I was at Great Wolf Lodge with my family, uh, and they gave, like, they did a little trick-or-treat thing for the families who were there, but it was bogus. There was, like, five stops, and they got probably 20 pieces of candy. So I felt compelled to put together, like, a, like our own little trick-or-treat station. So I made them all come through the room, and I had some candy, and they had to say trick-or-treat, and I handed it to them. It was really fun, really fun little family <laughs> moment. Nice. I took a mental picture. I felt a lot of pressure to fill up their, their buckets with, good Halloween candy. Yeah. And I'm Such saying, as. Well, yeah. that's what I, I would like to know what you guys think is good Halloween candy. I hate candy porn. Really? Yes. Mm. Agreed. I don't think you're in the minority on that. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. It's like either love it or hate it. There's no middle ground. Do you know that if you stack them all up with those little pointy things toward each other, it makes a corn. <laughs> it makes a what? A corn, <laughs> like a corn cob. I don't know if it makes a full cob, but it turns into corn. Like the, it, all you see is a little yellow on the outside. It looks like corn. All right. Try it. Did you do Try it. your kitchen table? Or? No, I saw it on t- on online once. To be fair, I don't know if it's true, but it looks like it. It should. It should do so that. Other than candy corn, what is Halloween candy? Is it not just candy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm very true. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm trying to think of Halloween candy. Like, other than candy corn. I'm just thinking about, uh, I guess, you know, just candy. I guess you're right. <laughs> okay, rephrase it. What would you be disappointed with if you got in your Halloween candy bucket? Whoppers. Whoppers are pretty gross. <laughs> I don't like paydays or almond joys. Uh, almond joys are one of my favorites. I don't like coconut. I saw somebody tweet the yeah. other day, if you're under 67, why do you like almond joys? <laughs> Good uh, question. I, I don't I, know. I do. Hey, maybe, maybe I should try maybe the Thousand Islands. Maybe you should dip it in some Thousand Islands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coconut's delicious. I don't yeah, know. You like mounds? You can put it on shrimp. You can put it on chicken. Yeah. Anybody what, else what have else? just like something that you would be? <laughs> Good, I drew a blank. I've been vaccinated, so my mind don't work like it used to. So um. now we're censored. The, the best candy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The best candy is Reese's. No doubt. Pieces, peanut butter cups. Yeah, cups. Tiny cups. Tiny miniature cups. I miniature. ate one of Blake's Reese's and I immediately regretted it because I didn't have any water and I felt like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get it up, you know. Speaking stuck. of Halloween candy, I walked into the back door uh, for lunch yesterday, and there was a trail of wrappers in the house. My dogs had eaten oh. 22 pieces of chocolate. So guess who stayed home and worked from home for the afternoon to uh, watch them? Yeah. <laughs> hoping they don't die. Yeah. <laughs> they're okay? Guy. Are they okay? Yeah, they're good. They're running around. Well, good deal. Yeah. So they came like, back. Wow. like, no, they're all, they're all dead. <laughs> they're all, yeah. no, they didn't make uh, it. Yeah. 21 pieces, tragedy, they would have been fine, but yeah. 22, 22 was, was one the, too many. That was the overage. So. Um, yeah, so one of, one of my all-time favorite Halloween bucket fillers was pretzels. You like the pretzels? Just plain? <laughs> yeah, they're like just salty pretzels. I mean, it's not my top ten. Gosh, it's so good because <laughs> you got all that sweetness in there, and you get a belly ache, and you're like, mm, pretzels. Let's do it. It's good. <laughs> Hopefully, you serve water good. with it. Like, yeah, dry them out. little bottles of water. Yeah. Uh, I saw someone on social media said that they put they put two buckets. They put a bucket of candy, 
and they put a bucket of potatoes just to see if any kids would take potatoes. And they said they, they did. One kid went up there and grabbed a potato and said, I'm going to take this from my dad. <laughs> That's awesome. That's uh, Blake did get one full-size candy bar from a house. That was a real treat, you know. What was it? A Twix, I believe. Ooh, left or right? <laughs> Someone told me the other day, they were like, my favorite candy is right Twix. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't believe it had been separated at the time. Okay, okay. Uh, and so it was uh, a left and a right. The kid was, was like, the kid was like, right Twix has more cookie. Left Twix has more caramel. And I was like. Is this kid you? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking in code. How about I have to do some to, research on that later? Yeah, that's why I have to eat them both at the same time. You get the perfect amount of both. Does well, anybody eat Twix both at the same time? <laughs> Everybody Lyle's. splits them in two, right? I mean, it comes split in two, to yeah, be it's fair. Split. Oh, split. does it? Yeah, it's pretty split. That's oh. Kit Kat, but you split. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <I'm kidding. laughs> I don't know my candy bar. If it's not an ice cream, I don't know about it. <laughs> if it didn't come, if it didn't come. <laughs> the candy I eat is already an ice cream. So. <laughs> if it didn't come split, it wouldn't be called Twix. It'd be called... Twain. <laughs> no, Twain is two. Wix. Who knows? But surely there's got to be some sort of a word for one together, like Twix is. One? Single? Two sticks. Two sticks. I bet that's what it means. I bet that's what it means. Twix is two sticks? I would suppose. Okay, so on to something that is a little serious. Okay, so I'm on social media the other day, and I come across this tweet, um, and, and I have I have two things on Twitter, one that's normal, and then I follow one um, one list that was curated by someone else that, that is called Healthy Sane Christians, <laughs> because it's hard to find that. Say, do those exist? Or, yeah, or? On, on Twitter, for sure. Right. Um, and so it's, it's a thread of, of Christian people um, and, and kind of their takes on everything, and um, and, and one person in particular on there uh, tweeted this. She said this. She said, can you pray for me as I parent? One of my precious daughters is extremely hard on herself, and she's totally safe and emotionally healthy, but as someone who's been suicidal before, it scares me. I need wisdom to teach her that it's okay to not be perfect. I thought maybe we would just kind of take a minute to um, to just kind of talk about that amongst us. I know not all of us have kids, and so, so we may not look at it through the eyes of how do we parent our kids not to be perfect, um, but maybe we struggle with that with, with ourselves. I know I – know, um, Josh always tells me that I, that I'm I'm my harshest critic. I need to be nicer to myself. It's true, um, and and so I do have a, a hard time with that for whatever reason. But can you guys see our society pushing people to perfectionism? Number one, number two. How do we combat that in our lives first and foremost, and then the lives of the people that we know and love around us? I think the way that perfectionism is really damaging is the idea that you almost always have to present yourself in such a way that you have everything put together. So what you post on social media or how you look or when you're in public or when you're at church or wherever you are, you kind of have to have this persona that you have all your stuff together, your kids are behaving and your marriage is great or whatever. Like you have to have this, this, this persona that everything um, is, is good. And the truth is it's not always good. Um, and I, I just think that persona of having to, to appear to everybody else that you have all your stuff together is super damaging to people who really are sinful and need the grace of Jesus. Um, but also, there are people who really do thrive in that. And I, and I think that's a bad thing. Like, 
I heard a quote by I think it's Ray Ortland, and he said, "You can either either be impressive or you can be known." And I think about that all the time. You can either be impressive or you can be known. Like like as long as everybody's impressed with you, it's probably because they really don't know you and your struggles and, and the real life stuff that you're walking through. And, and and what I hope is that as people get closer to me. Hopefully that that they can see Jesus doing his work in me, but hopefully they're not impressed with me, but they're impressed with the God who's doing his work in and through me. And so there's a certain group of people where I don't have to pretend I'm better than I am. And we have really honest conversations and I do walk through confession and repentance and, and all those things because I think those are gifts from God to help us live the life he's called us to live. But, but the last thing I want to do is feel like I have to always have this pressure to always have it together and I can't mess up and I can't let other people see my faults. I think that's very toxic to your faith and just to you as a person. But that's my take. Do you feel like that's the, the natural take in our culture, e- even really in, in just kind of like our church culture of I have to be perfect. I don't want other people to see my flaws. I don't want other people to think that, that I don't have my stuff together, do you feel like that's natural for what we live in right now? Or do you think it's celebrated to be, like you said, because I think that's an amazing point, like to be known is is what God wants us to be. And not, not to be known fame for other people, but, but to be known intimately by the ones that, that, that love God and love us. So I think the, the natural thing for a person to do is to not own their faults. And I think it's almost something that has to be taught, that it's safe to confess and that it's safe to not be okay, but we're going to, in not being okay, we're still going to pursue God and the things of God, and we're going to just slowly take the steps of faith God's called us to take, even in the midst of doubt or struggle or um, or whatever we're, we're walking through in that moment. Um, I think what comes natural to people is, is being fake, because it's really, really dangerous for you to be known because that makes you vulnerable, and people can use that against you. And so it's really, really scary for people to kind of step into that. But when you really do have solid friends who love you and love Jesus and you can, you do have that freedom and safety to be known and still loved, it is an incredible freedom that I wouldn't trade for anything. That's good. I feel like with, with my kids in school, and, and I mean, it's, it's your metric is how much do you know this is your grade. Like I feel the pressure as a parent sometimes to, to, to balance. Like you don't have to get 100 on everything, you know? We did this in, in sports as well. Um, our oldest played softball a couple seasons ago, and she's like, I'm not the best. I'm like, well, you don't, you don't have to be the best. Like, like, God doesn't call us to be the best. He calls us to, to do our best. Um, and I, I, think, um, I think that's where we kind of get it mixed up as well. Like, our grades don't define us. Our athletic abilities don't define us. The way we parent our kids doesn't define us. God defines us. Um, and, and I think, you know, just the idea of, Yes, we can pursue excellence, but I, I think we're just spinning our wheels if we're trying to pursue perfection, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was thinking about that last night. Sometimes we get hyper-focused on the failures that we have <clears throat> instead of, you know, the, the 20 wins we had right behind that. You know, we, we put that hyper-focus on when we messed up. But in reality, you know, that was a little uh, misstep in all the good things that were right behind that. You know, and we... And we just get so caught up in that. And then that just continues to keep you in a rut. And if we can just move forward from that and, you know, you know, focus on the good things that happen in our lives that we don't necessarily put uh, a lot of attention to uh, and we kind of look over, um, you know, I think it would be a game changer in our lives if we put more focus on that 
uh, as opposed to when we do fail. So it's good. I feel like I'm I'm really hard on myself, and I'll just be transparent. And if we ever have like some Christian counselor on here or some psychiatrist as a guest, then maybe I'll pour out my heart and we can all get to the bottom of why I'm that way. But I can see myself like, hey, I, I don't want to let someone down. Like I want to put forth my best effort, and I know that I'm mediocre at best at everything, and I'm fine with that. I think you're right. Like, like a lot of times I'll focus on, man, this isn't good. Is this good enough? Should I do this? And then you, you just miss out on what, what's either in front of or – behind you so how do you keep that in focus how do you how do you think okay my identity is not in what I've done but who he is how do you stay on on task to like vert your eyes from pursuing perfectionism and instead pursuing a vibrant relationship with Christ or 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 seeing yourself maybe the way God sees you maybe the grace perspective you know really you know taking hold of that and realizing what God has done for us I, th- I think uh, I think when we put grace uh, at the forefront of our focus and realize what Christ has done for us um, and apply that to our own lives um, and then also apply that to, to others. What I would say is that, like, for me personally, I want to put forth my very best effort. Um, I want to I try my hardest. I want to do my best. The pursuit of excellence. Yes. At the same time, though, I don't think that like I really have the power to actually change anybody. I can't save anybody. I can't make decisions for other people. I can't, I can't do anything but be faithful with what God has entrusted to me. So with that, I want to do my very best. At the same time, knowing that like the whole point of the cross is that we don't have it all together and that we're going to fail. Like He knows that, and so He made has made a way for us to, um, you know, be reconciled and to work through some of that junk. And so. Like for me, I want to I want to kind of keep an open hand. I want to work hard, and I want to I want to do the very very best job that I possibly can. But at the end of the day, I'm entrusting God with results. I'm entrusting God with the fruit. I'm entrusting God with the things that actually matter are not up to me. But I want to do my part because I know that somehow God takes the effort that we put in, and He takes that and makes something beautiful out of it. And so my job isn't necessarily to. Um, get a certain result necessarily because I can't get that result. My job is to be faithful with what he's entrusted to me so that God can do what only God can do. And so I guess what I'm saying is I want to work really hard and I want to manage my time well. I want to do everything with excellence. Um, But at the same time, I'm going to rest and I'm going to unplug and I'm going to take time off and I'm going to sleep at night and I'm not going to overwork myself with some kind of an illusion that that it's up to me to really accomplish the things that really need to be accomplished in this life. And I'm trying to balance work and rest in that, in that way and trusting God with both. Yeah. That's really good. There was a, uh, there's a quote that I read, and I guess it's probably been around a long time. Um, but the perfect is the enemy of the good. Yeah. And so I think when, when, when you're wrapped up in that pursuit of perfection, which, which is, inward focused really more than anything right like I want gratification for the job that I've done or um, you know for 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 accomplishing these tasks or whatever Um, it's not what it's supposed to be and you miss out on the goodness of finding that rest in Jesus of putting your eyes on him and and you know being able to to just know like that that you are known and loved by him Um, and, and so I think I think that's that's a good good perspective is like 
man, it just, it robs you of so much, right? Of so much um, opportunity to be who God wants you to be. I think that's all really good stuff, man. I think that is the essence of the Christian life. You know, we try to make it about so much other things, but it's really fighting for that identity in Christ every day, you know, and then we, we fall short of that. And so we repent and, and, um, you know, turn back to Christ and, and kind of, um, you know, correct in that sense. But, uh, as far as, I mean, that, to me, that is what the Christian life is all about. We, we make it about so much more than that, but every single day getting up, remembering what Christ has done for us, remembering who we are in light of what Christ has done for us, and then living our life in accordance with that. And it plays out in a million different ways in all kinds of scenarios throughout the day, in our parenting, in the way we work, in, in really everything. Okay, so one, one last thing, and I think we can, we can maybe end with a little bit of encouragement and, and wrap it up, but what would you say to that parent who says, hey, my kid has this unhealthy view of themselves that they, they, they are pursuing this perfection. How would you, how would you encourage that parent to encourage their kid that, Hey, it's not about perfection. It's about Jesus. I I think we have to model that, uh, for our kids. You know, we have to be transparent, uh, to a degree and confess when we mess up and let them see that we can apologize. We can ask for forgiveness. We can, you know, fall short, and things can still be okay, you know. Um, so I think we model that. And then, you know, we always have to love our kids where they are, you know, and with what they're going through. And so just uh, making sure the kid knows that they are loved and cared for. And then just every opportunity, man, to speak the gospel into the situations, you know, in a, a loving and careful way. And, again, that takes practice. That takes time and, and all that. But uh, looking for those teachable moments to um, essentially – you know, just sprinkle the gospel in those situations. Um, and I think eventually we trust and hope that eventually the kid um, grasps that and is able to see more clearly. Um, bathe all that in prayer and just give it time. I, I think overall parenting is by far the hardest thing that I have ever, 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 ever done. Uh, and so I don't think there's easy answers. It's just the day in, day out work, man, of um, modeling what it means to follow Christ and speaking that over our kids every opportunity we get. I was just going to add that that my tendency is to want to fix the problem mm. rather than address the heart. And so I think Rand, what Randy's saying is right on, but like what I want to do is have a conversation, fix the problem, move on, and very rarely is that ever how it works. Yeah. And what I found is what a kid needs is not a conversation, but multiple conversations. Yep. And, and they need to have you need to be having ongoing conversations with all these things. In this situation, it's about perfectionism. And so you need to be having ongoing conversations. But ultimately, like you're trying to shepherd their heart toward Jesus. And that happens through multiple conversations and a lot of correction and a lot of encouragement and a lot of teaching. And like it just, it's, it's ongoing. And so um, I had a great conversation with one of my kids yesterday at lunch. Sometimes it's driving down the road. Sometimes it's in the morning before school. But I'm looking for opportunities to speak life and, and to encourage them and to help encourage their hearts. It, it's, it's not like we have a Bible study at home and then I teach my kids all this stuff. It's like as you live life, you have the conversations you need to have to help them navigate life. And hopefully we're trying to shepherd their hearts so that our kids, our goal is not good kids. Our goal is kids who love Jesus. 
And so, like, it's an ongoing thing. And I agree, it's the hardest thing ever. So, yeah, I've, I, I'm in practice mode right now because I don't have any kids. But if I wake up every day and put a focus of God's grace and mercy on my life uh, and demonstrate towards that, towards my wife, um, and practice that daily, that one, one day, you know, Lord willing, when we do have kids, you know, I can demonstrate that to, uh, to my children as well. And then that just flows uh, naturally, you know, from my kids to, you know, my friends, neighbors, you know, anybody. So if I put a practice and focus on, you know, God's grace and mercy on a daily basis, you know, I think, I think it's going to be okay. Um, you know, God's still going to love us. We're going to love others well uh, when we focus on that. So, um, you know, that's kind of what I've been practicing, you know, in my daily life. Um, so. Well, um, if you've made it this far, God bless you. Seriously. Um, I, barely, I, I didn't think I was going to make it. <laughs> uh, if you've made it this far, I want you to hear this. Don't pursue perfection. Pursue Jesus. Um, you're known and loved. And, um, yeah, don't, don't feel pressure. Feel, feel that Jesus has taken the, the burden and the weight of our sin so that we can live freely in him. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here, fellas. Yep, it's good. Good stuff. Well, see you later. <laughs>